0: I'd like to begin this episode by acknowledging the traditional custodians of the land on which I live and create today, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation, and pay my respects to their elders past and present. I'd also like to extend this respect to any First Nations, Torres Strait Islander and Māori peoples listening.
1: I really have no interest in impressing random people. Yeah. Or, like, you know, sometimes I look at things. We'll go to TikTok in a second. But, like, I'm like, stop telling me how to do things. Yeah. Other people, and I'm like, you know, for me, like, if their job's like, I'm happy to show people an outfit I'm wearing and if they like it and they want to emulate it, go for it. But I'm not like, okay, this is how you should style this This, and this is how how you should eat and this is how you should exercise and this is how I do my makeup. Like, it's a bit full on now, like, Mm. I just I kind of get a bit frustrated um but yeah I, I think I just don't care I don't want to tell people what to do yeah and I just don't have that interest in like growing like mm. I, I or being not like not like I'm some big famous person or I was ever going to be but oh, I have like, no interest in profile like having broadening that profile like yeah. when I was younger I definitely felt that like I was interested in like okay okay what's next what how, okay how am I going to build how am I going to you know, you know what I mean? And now I'm just like... Oh. Yeah, like
0: grow your personal brand. Yeah. yeah. And now I'm just like, oh, you
1: know, I'm much more happy mm. actually not being on the scene and actually not being written about in the social pages or it's actually much nicer. calm, <laughs> yeah. Dearest you.
0: This episode is part of my long-running Self-Care Sundays mini-series in partnership with Estee Lauder. For the past four years, I've sat down with some of the brand's local ambassadors and friends to have an honest conversation about self-care and skincare and success. In keeping up with this season's theme of checking in with past guests, Today, you can picture me curled up on the lounge with Nadia Fairfax. She is a leading Australian creative, she's a fashion influencer, and the editor of Fairfax Journal. Now, a lot has happened in the four years between Honest Conversations. She got engaged. She got married, actually, twice, which she'll explain. She converted to her husband's religion. They bought a home they made it a home, she experienced a breakup with a close friend, and that was a life event that led her to therapy, something she hadn't actually done or explored before, and so much more, and I just wanted to talk about all of it. You'll also hear me catch her up on some of my bits, and I think that's the way to think about this episode and this honest Conversation. It's two friends who haven't had a big chat in a long time talking quite candidly about all that we've been moving through and how these experiences have changed our outlook on life and the future and of course how we define success. So we hope you love it and that it feels like you're in the room with us. Here is beautiful Nadia and I for this very special episode of Self-Care Sundays in partnership with Estee Lauder. It's been four years since you and I spoke and I reckon it's no been about... No
1: effing way. Yeah. Four been years? That, you kidding?
0: that long since I've had a holiday. So we, even when you text today, I was like, oh, I'm just going to check that. I scrolled back, August
1: 2019. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So way before COVID and stuff. Yeah. That's so bizarre. Um, I did not think that. Like in my head that's like a year ago.
0: I know. But I did want to start there because I know, you know, when I think about you, you're so sunny, so positive, so future focused and. Shit,
1: that was a long time ago.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I just want you to indulge me a little bit in kind of going back there and just thinking about Nadia 2019 and, Kind of, where were you then, and what were you moving through at that time in your life?
1: I am shocking at years. Like yeah. when you say that, I'm like, <laughs> like I can't. I wouldn't be able to say, "Oh yeah, in 2019, I did this business." This, this. But like, I just think back a few years ago, and what I would te- what I'm technically thinking about now is the growth that I've had in the past couple of years. Like, I do feel a lot like a different person, and I just had like a few things happened that really were catalysts for change. Mm. Um, you know, I had a I had a falling out with a what I thought was a close girlfriend and it just sparked so much change in my life. Like I just like started seeing a therapist. I worked out like different things and like how different friends actually weren't very good for me or like just it's so big. much. And I just feel different mm. and I feel a lot calmer probably and a lot less interested in a lot of things.
0: <laughs> It's funny, isn't it? How their landings. You know how, yeah. like in life, we can just feel like we're just kind of floating along, yeah. and everything's feeling relatively good, and then something like that happens, and it's something that just puts the feet on the ground.
1: Yeah, but it, it, I like I really struggled for a while. Like I'm not just saying it happened and everything was great, and like I moved forward. Like I really had. It, I was like, lo- I was quite heartbroken, and then even grieving. Like the, the, those different parts of it were really big, and um, and I struggled. But I'm just on the other side of it now, where I actually see the light and I feel really happy. And that had that process has been like maybe two, two, three years. Wow, I feel What's
0: like the what was the shape of the therapy sessions like?
1: Um, oh, it was such a mix of things like, <laughs> yeah, when you get in and you're like, so, um, when I, I was age, <laughs> it was just talking to someone, <laughs> but like, I mean, you got to remember, like, I also had all that time at the Institute of Sport when mm. I was a gymnast and you know, I've never, I've never really Unpacking the- done, that, done that. And then like, I had a lot of bullying in high school when I finished, like when I finished the AIS and I came home. So like, there was just a lot to go through and then, um, yeah. And then uh, the more recent stuff, which I just think is normal life stuff that happens, but mm. it's just nice to talk to people about it and, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I didn't think, I think like I met Michael, I've been with Michael coming up to five years now and I think like I had a really supportive partner and stuff like that, which i never had. Yeah. I never felt that support.
0: That someone could hold you in your like stuff. someone like that,
1: yeah. So um, that just obviously let me do that kind of thing. Mm. He let me or our relationship allowed me to do that.
0: Because mm-hmm. you've got um, that stable foundation yeah. and that person who loves you no matter what.
1: yeah. And I love. I have I'm so lucky.
0: Put Tony through the arena of late. <laughs> no, like I mean, we married ten years together for thirteen. Beautiful. Really, the first ten and years and Betty, a little Betty Girly. <laughs> the first ten years, it's like we we're just sailing. Yeah, you know what I mean. It was just like the freedom, the just fully expressed in the relationship, just not a care. All on the career track, and then it just felt like in the space of kind of like you in this very short amount of time and not related to COVID actually. That ended up being a different story in my life. But just one thing after the other, (laughs) it just felt like and kind of like what you're saying is like this person that is just doing such a phenomenal job of like holding me in all of this, you know, like the pregnancy losses. My pregnancy was the most anxious time, like every single minute, every single day, just... You know, that fear that it was going to go the way that the other ones went and then the birth and then
1: when I finally got her, I was like, is she breathing? You know, just <laughs> that whole. They say that, that that anxiety doesn't stop till they're like 20 or something, right? Even then I <laughs> just <that>? think <laughs> by then she'll be
0: microchipped so that will be fine. <laughs>
1: Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, 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 she'll be fine. Because I just can't even think
0: about belt will be on, <laughs> <laughs> knowing what she's like as a... A toddler and I was just talking to my sister this morning because you know I lost my beautiful mum last year. I didn't know that. I'm sorry, I feel like I s- maybe I didn't tell you when I saw no. you at Panosthus. I mustn't have mentioned that. I'm sorry, that.
1: honey. That's maybe we
0: DM'd. anyway. I can't remember. Maybe I told you she was sick and then, so I had, um, had I fell pregnant with Betty two months after we found out that she had breast cancer. And so it was kind of this dual experience where it's like we're trying to be really happy about Betty but we ultimately know this thing's happening. And then it looked for a second that it was going to be okay and then it wasn't. And then just that first year of parenting at the same time is kind of slowly losing my mum. But like mothering without a mother, that was a whole other dynamic. And so poor Tony, right, because I'm just like (laughs) going through it Um, and he's just been – had it all on lockdown on, for most, On
1: most podcasts, aren't people bitching about their, <laughs> and about men and their yes. partners? We're just praising them. <laughs> like We love you, you boys. <laughs> thank you for not running.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, but it is a lot actually when I think about it for them to, to hold on our behalf mm. and to create that stability for us. Men and, go through
1: heaps, I think, like obviously like all that for women, but they also have to work so hard, like so do women. But like mm. there's so much pressure on them that we just, Oh, especially ourselves, but there's so much more pressure on them as well. But also, as we
0: get into the therapy and the self-awareness, we start coming out with the language and the tools, (laughs) right? And then all of a sudden, they're like, "Pardon, you're what? You're like reparenting, or you're in a child, (laughs) or you're dissociating." Like we're saying all these words, and they're just. I don't do that. (laughs) He's
1: like, "You've taken it to the next step." I'm you like I am sad. <laughs> That's about the extent. Yeah. <laughs> I am happy. You know? <laughs> You're just like a step above I me. I am
0: pretty full on actually. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so um, did we answer the question of where you were in? Yes, in 2019. Kind of. Yeah. yeah. I. I. Well, it's like it sounds like you were about to go into. Yeah. What was a pretty emotionally
1: dense. I definitely time. felt a little bit more bulletproof back then than yeah. I do now. Um, I heard
0: that in our episode because I had a little listen back. I was thinking, oh, what was the time? Oh, my God.
1: I need to go listen. I should have listened to it before today. <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, no. But I heard that in you. There was a real sense of, yeah, just like.
1: Yeah, I definitely had that confidence, like that younger confidence, and um, I definitely feel like that's, that has changed. But I think that might be a good thing. And like, just getting older. Yeah. and We I'm, just don't know what we don't know. Until yeah.
0: we're in it and then we're knowing it. And
1: I laugh and I think, oh, my God. Like even then I think back to when I was like even 18 and stuff like that and you think you know everything and you know <laughs> fucking nothing. nothing. Oh, sorry,
0: I'm swearing again. <laughs> you can. <laughs> you know this is a swearing, crying, shouting <laughs> podcast. Um, have you spoken about like your proposal story and stuff?
1: Um, I mean like in bridal podcast but like. Oh, okay, so it's not off.
0: No, I don't. I don't know. I was like to sometimes. I mean, it's pretty boring. Really I feel like it
1: was a lifetime ago. Oh well, I thought it could be <laughs> interesting
0: for everyone listening to know because I think you spoke about him briefly on the last episode, but you have been like fully engaged and married, yeah, in the time since we last spoke. Yeah. So talk to us about how it all happened. So you must have been with him about a year when we spoke in twenty nineteen.
1: Yeah. I should, for, uh, again, I'm shocking <laughs> the dates. No idea. Um, yeah, so we, yeah, well, we got engaged about a year and a half into our relationship. So, like, early. Yeah. Well, yeah. when you know, you know, bro. No,
0: know. It's so true.
1: Um, And he, you know, it was just all very lovely and simple and he proposed and we were in barrel and... We were actually for, there for someone else's wedding and it was the oh. night before and so we actually kept it a secret because we were like, we don't want to steal the Yeah, be the that, that couple. Yeah. Like. <laughs> um, and then we sort of told them, the bride and groom at the recovery and they were like, yeah, telling everyone and we were like, shh. shh. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so madly in love with him, very special guy. Mm. Um, it all just felt really natural and easy. Like, I don't know. I, I don't think it was some huge surprise. Or, I mean, yeah. we knew we wanted it. We already talked about it. Yeah. Um how did you meet? We met at a friend's wedding at Montana Pitt and Nick oh, yeah. Pitt's wedding, yeah. So obviously she's one of my best friends. And um Michael and Nick, her husband went to school together. Oh, okay. Yeah. And did you have like a passion at the wedding? No, we we just talked the whole time. We were just like inseparable, but nothing happened. But you knew? Oh, I I was like, I'm I he he was in a relationship with someone else, but like nothing. Transpired, but in my head, I was like, oh my God, I adore that guy. But then, like, I didn't see him for like another eight weeks or like some, mm. like, we didn't exchange numbers or anything like that. That yeah. was just And then he was single, point. and then it was. And then it was on. And then it was on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then with- we ended up, yeah. So we got married just over two years ago now, mm. two years in a couple of months. Um, here in Sydney, we were supposed to do it overseas. Oh. COVID happened, whatever. Um, but then everyone always says, oh, Nadia had three weddings. <laughs> I didn't. I had one wedding. I then had a buddy moon, which was a honeymoon. But because we'd already organised for everyone to go to Bodrum, Turkey, for the original wedding before COVID changed, we sort of were like, "Well, hey guys, we'll throw a bit of a party at the hotel we plan to get married at, mm. and if you want to come, so still come. come, yeah." And so we just had like a three day sort of, you know, we had. And a I guess at that
0: point, everyone's like, "Get us somewhere, yeah. get us anywhere." Yeah, it's not.
1: And I wore a white dress. But, like, you can wear a white dress. Who cares? (laughs) Um, And then. Was this,
0: like, press or something or, like, (laughs) social (laughs) media?
1: Everywhere. Like, people going, didn't you already get married? Like, on social media. I'm like, oh. Um, Let me live. But then do you know what's funny? I, um, Michael is Jewish. Um, His grandfather was a Holocaust survivor. And so I actually converted to Judaism in the past. I had no idea. Yeah. But I didn't start. I was halfway through when we had our wedding in Sydney, like our civil wedding and whatnot. It wasn't a. It wasn't a um, Jewish ceremony. And then when I finished my conversion fully, we had always imagined that we would have a smaller Jewish wedding with the rabbi and, you know, so we were married in the eyes of the synagogue. Um, So we did that and I haven't actually shared the photos of it yet, but we did that like a couple of months ago. And then there were other people going same thing because like friends were sharing outfits and whatnot. And they're like, is, hasn't you already been married twice? <laughs> and I was like, oh, God, I've been <laughs> married once. This, this is my second wedding. And they're like, is it the really same guy? <laughs> <laughs> like I guess some people separated and married within two years. So. Yeah.
0: So this is really big. Um, did you have a religion beforehand?
1: No, like I. I mean... I like no, like I I wasn't a practice, I I didn't practice any religion, any religion, but my, I guess you'd say like I was Church of England, like Anglican, Yeah. but like I've never, like I didn't go to scripture in school or I don't know. Anything, yeah.
0: So (laughs) I grew up the same, just kind of like no real belief system and I think whether you find it on your own or you find it through someone else, all of a sudden there's this whole kind of body of knowledge and belief system that can guide you in life and you're like, oh, that might have been what was kind of,
1: not missing, but you know what I mean. Well, like, I mean, I just find the history of it all very interesting. Yeah, and the like to those lessons and the, and just like everything that happened, I yeah. think it's really interesting to learn about. Yeah, that texture. What did it mean to him? Um,
0: you have to ask him,
1: <laughs> Michael. <you. laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um. I well, I'm sure you're aware that if you have a child, um, the mother has to be Jewish for the child to become Jewish. I didn't know that. Yeah, it has to go through the mother. So if we had children, technically without me converting, they wouldn't be Jewish. So I think that it was really important to him because to be able to follow those traditions that he did have a bar or bat mitzvah, depending on girl or boy, um, and those sorts of yeah, life. You know,
0: initiations aren't they? Yeah. And yeah. so,
1: and if you're not Jewish, you can't partake in those. So, um, you know, just being able to do those same things that the he history did and, the, and-, and the tradition in his family. So, mm. yeah, I think he was obviously thrilled. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll ask him when I meet him.
0: <laughs> um, I was talking to my friend this morning. I went for a little sneaky Bill's brekkie mm, lovely. in Double Bay, and I haven't seen her in years. She lives in Melbourne and she's also been through the ring of the past few years. And we met at 8.30 and I was, you know, got in your schedule. I was like 8.30 till 9.30, maybe 10. Mm. 20 to 12, <laughs> we were just going through it. But one of the things, she had gotten married and we're talking about the fact that we can't, she just got married, I got married 10 years ago, we can't really recall the wedding day. And I wanted to ask you about yours because mm. it's like, it's this amazing day full of all of these kind of micro amazing moments mm. and it's so hard to like really be in the room and I found that and take them in. I had other stuff going on. I had like friends were fighting and there was like real drama. So there was – I was trying to like manage emotions mm-hmm. in the room. I think that was part of it. Mm-hmm. But what
1: what do you think about when you think about your wedding? Do you remember it? Yeah, I actually fully do. Wow. I think because – I, you know, do so many events. I host so many events and I've I've learned how to like let go of worrying about yeah. what the table looks like, what the or what songs playing like I've learned how to be present at those events because I normally have it's work. Mm. Um and I was just like, whatever. And also it wasn't I even guess for a client. So I was room. like, who cares? If if something goes wrong, something goes wrong, it's only <laughs> for me. Um I actually remember things really vividly um from our wedding day and um, like even into the wee hours of the morning. Like mm. I can remember conversations. I can remember wow. the last things we were talking about before we went to bed. Um, I don't know why. I just wow. can. I guess it's the presence that you had,
0: whereas I just feel like I floated through mine, and now I'm like, what happened? And who was there? And did yeah. I talk to? Anyone? I think it's a personality
1: it's- thing. Like if it's oh, like if it's stuff like that can be overwhelming for you, but that's mm. there's nothing wrong with that. It's just no. different personalities. Yeah, take to different scenarios. Yeah also with you I'm just
0: thinking like you've been to that many events amazing events you kind of like I've experienced the best of the best (laughs) I guess your expectations of do you know what I mean of your own wedding you're like I want to do a damn good job
1: oh definitely but also
0: the bar is very high
1: yeah but I was also like well I'm also like don't want to spend that much money so I was kind of like there was definitely a line in the sand yeah um but yeah, no, I put did put a lot of pressure on myself beforehand. But then, you know, once it was done, it was done. Mm. <laughs> it was the done. first
0: one. Once the yeah, first we're one to t- t- I might go
1: again as well, <laughs> Michael. We're gonna do a two, a three-year renewal. <laughs> yeah,
0: his parents um, will kill me. On the renewal, I was thinking about this. Yeah, it's only a, a it's only a ten-year though, isn't it? I don't well, think you, can you do, do it again. You want. Can
1: you? Yeah, it's up did to I to make up ten? No, pe- a lot of people do ten years. it's significant.
0: Thing. Yeah. But you can do whatever floats your boat. I'll do a ten or twenty. Yeah, and a thirty. Oh, yeah. I'm wearing the same dress.
1: Oh, that's adorable. I'm glad it still fits. <laughs> I
0: am pretty sure it will. It's still in the box from when I got it. You know, whatever they do, dry cleaned, dry cleaned, <laughs> and then like they stick it in that airtight oh, yeah, box. Yeah, yeah. Have oh, you done you're that?
1: Good. No, do that. One's just up there in the wardrobe. No. It's got a plastic thing over it. Get it
0: waxed <laughs> in there. That's how they preserve them. Okay. Anyway, with the mold and stuff. Um. I'm pretty sure it'll fit. The ribs have obviously expanded since um, hosting and birthing the child, but I reckon I'm similar in size. Lucky you. Yeah, I think I've held up pretty well (laughs) (laughs) when I look back at the photos. Um, Tony needs a new suit. Yes. So unfortunately he can't fit into his.
1: Yeah, (laughs) that happens. That's
0: okay. The poor guy. Um, This... It's kind of a bit of a cliche question but I think it's really pervy and I always like to know, really like heartfelt advice for brides-to-be and anything Jesus, you would do differently. I can't believe I'm still talking about my wedding.
1: I've forgotten all of this stuff. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm trying to think like what are the events that's happened since we've spoken? Um, uh, what did you ask me? Sound advice for brides? Yeah, heartfelt advice. Heartfelt advice. And anything you would do differently. Yeah. Um, Honestly, not really. Like, I actually feel pretty happy. I just really made it my, what I wanted to do. That was what we wanted to do. Like I didn't fold to like, okay, you have to do this this way and you have mm. to have that. And, you, you know, like I was like, oh, I'm going to walk. I didn't walk through everyone down the aisle. Didn't you? No, I came from, they were all sort of below with these sort of like, it was like stairs and they were standing on the grass and then with the ceremony took place at the top of the stairs. So I actually walked out from the house. Heaven. So it was completely different and. I had a jazz band, like a procession walk in front of me. So I was really upbeat and everyone was clapping, whatever. And then when we kissed, they obviously stopped playing. And then when we kissed, they started playing again. And, wow. And then, like, we just had cocktails straight away. And then we went and straight then we had into lunch. It. it wasn't like,
0: we'll be back in two hours.
1: Yeah. Or, like, oh, I, Michael told me I was allowed half an hour. For photos, so, and I was like, perfect. That works. No,
0: I was like, that works. But for also, me. like, I'm a pro. I've got yeah. the. This way, that way, oh, no, head it was, down. <laughs> it was
1: it was so quick. And then I was like, just get natural things. Um, but like, I mean that stuff's all on the surface, but like heartfelt stuff, like it's all the same stuff. Like, just have fun, like don't worry mm. about it. I don't know, look look in his eyes. Yeah. Or her eyes. You know, they say take that moment. We did that. Yeah. Where
0: we kind of pulled out of the whole day and just were like, Whoa.
1: I don't think I Wedding. did. I, I knew, I've heard about that and whatever, mm. but I didn't do that. Mm. I mean, we sat next to each other. It was fine. Mm. Oh, he. Oh, you know, talking about doing things your own way. He even swapped. Like he did his speech. You know how the groom's speech is always last. No. Did it first. He goes, no way. Where I want to enjoy my lunch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I was like, okay, that's fine. That's right. And you don't then so the we're one waiting, on waiting at the end. Yeah, you're always waiting to the end, yes. and it's like you, you don't want to drink too much, or you don't want to, you know. So he's like, oh, no way.
0: Get it. And then as soon as he did it,
1: he was like, yeah. oh, this is the best day ever. <laughs>
0: um, now, I have to assume on some level that you drenched your skin in a leading up to the wedding and that you had piled on the sheet masks <laughs> the night before. Talk to us Always. about your skincare routine leading up to the wedding and
1: Oh, my God, you've you just, really thrown me like well, this was so oh no, long just ago. I'm like going um, in different directions. Yeah, I mean um, I use AR with everything, so mm. even in my foundation. On the day? Well, yeah, I just put a little bit in the whole time because mm. it really keeps you, your skin glowing. So even though I use it in my normal skincare routine day and night, I it's, I even put extra on when I'm putting makeup on. Mm-hmm. So mm, it's too. just a constant <laughs> it's a constant r barrier <laughs> on top of my skin.
0: If you've been listening to this podcast for most of its existence, actually, you'll know about my long-running partnership with Estee Lauder. Over the last five seasons, it's been my pleasure to have an honest conversation with the brand's local ambassadors and friends, and these have been some of my most downloaded episodes, which is truly incredible, so thank you. This is actually the final episode of Offline for this season, but it's also, sadly, the final episode in the Self-Care Sundays miniseries. So I just wanted to take this opportunity to say a very big thank you to the Estee Lauder Australia team for their unwavering support over the last four years. It really has been our steady long-term partnership that has allowed me to stay in this work for as long as I have, deepening offline's mission and its offerings. So, to Lou and the team, thank you so much for trusting me and the vision I put in front of you back in 2018 when podcast sponsorships felt still kind of one dimensional and very transactional. I think together we've pioneered. A new and nourishing way. And I'll always be so proud of these honest conversations and also how many AR superfans we converted along the way. Now, Nadia shares this same sentiment about the potency of long term alignments and partnerships, especially now as the influencer landscape tips towards breadth over depth. She's been an Estee Lauder ambassador for over six years now. And so I wanted to get to know her take on this and what the partnership means to her. So these days it feels like, and this could be a generalisation, but it just feels like influencer partnerships are very short, sharp.
1: Yeah, sort of one- Very
0: results-focused.
1: And like you're not like, speaking candidly, you're paid normally- like for one deliverable. Yeah, piece of content. One piece of content rather, you know, than like a long-term partnership. Um, But I really, I wholeheartedly believe in the longer-term relationships. Well, I
0: was just going to say it's just refreshing that it's been this mainstay, Mm. you know, Mm. for all of these years in a world where it feels like it's just this constant sort of you're working with one brand this day. and Rotating door. Which I get it. It's like it's a... An industry, it's got its own economy, you know, in a way. Yeah. But what I've loved about this is like there is that commitment to each other. And I wanted well, to Well, I know, think if you start
1: using something, I know. Like you want it, you continue to use it if you like it. So like yeah. what how can I then go, Oh <laughs> oh, actually, you know? So That's a no. But talk to us about what the
0: partnership means to you and has meant to you for the past seven years.
1: I mean we've done a lot of cool things together and, mm. and that's really obviously interesting, but just as a brand, like it's so strong. I'm so proud to be associated with it mm. as not the product. I mean the brand. Like they're doing, they do a lot of interesting so true, yeah. things and, you know, Erin does her own Erin thing and, you know, under the Estee Lauder's company, Estee Lauder company's brand, you've also got Le Maire You've got Joe Malone, mm. you know, like they're all sisters. So they do so much more than you would even realise, yeah. more than you even think just, oh, advanced night repair. Yeah, which there's is all we ever talk about. <laughs> to, which, there's a lot more to it. Yeah. As I um,
0: I didn't think I was going to talk about this and I thought maybe I'll put it in the intro. Um, You know I've done a lot of brand deals like back in publishing yeah. and even on this side of my career. It has been. The easiest, most seamless, most supportive brand partnership I've ever been in. Yeah. Well, they know. Full creative control. Yeah. Like it's unheard of and it's just been – like a pleasure,
1: but it should be that way because I think but it's not usually no. When a <laughs> or brand, not when a brand tells, they'll send you a brief and they're like, "Okay, this is how we want the content." Blah blah blah. This is the date we want it posted, and it's like then six girls are doing the same garbage on the same night, and I'm like, "Oh!" I normally will write to people going, "Oh no, no, can I please go a day earlier, or can I please mix it up? Or I'm going to make it on my own." Mm. And like some people just don't get it, but they say it's like, "No, totally, it's better if the content's all different."
0: Yeah. They and just organic. understand it, yeah.
1: Just smart, smart girls in the team. They are Lou,
0: <laughs> Soph. We love you. <laughs> um. So on ANR, the super serum that we all talk about and all use, it is a product that has come up in every single episode I've recorded, like in collab with Estee, but also. In conversations in my life, and like I said before, I think we would drink it if we could. <laughs> um, any new ways that you're using it or describing it to people in your life?
1: Um, I actually now I'm getting on. I actually now use I it. do drink it. <laughs> I, um, I I <laughs> I was going to say something really inappropriate, but I won't. No, I actually put on my hands. Oh, I love this. I do that. Yeah, <laughs> on the back, all on the back, of my hands because because didn't we forget about the hands, mate? Don't even. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like sometimes I take photos of my hands. And I'm like. Oh, my God, I'm going to have to Photoshop my hands smoother. <laughs> I Honestly. Don't, but it's getting to that time. Um, yeah, so I think I've probably put more of a focus on my hands and neck. Yeah. And to the go chest. in my decolletage, um, which was definitely something I didn't prioritise, oh, so. you know, even a year ago.
0: This is going to be the big lesson for Betty.
1: Oh, you don't even.
0: We're talking chest, we're talking hands, back of hands. Mm. We are sunscreen.
1: Oh, for sure.
0: From top of head to boobs.
1: Yeah, I was, back. Back was an oil. What do you mean? Like I was um, a full-blown, like I would sit in the sun with baby oil on my body. I did this. For years, like, and that's when I was younger. When I was about like, 15. Yeah. Shocking. Shocking. Like so. Anyway, yeah. I can't. I'm lucky. Like I haven't. I feel like I haven't done that much damage.
0: But no, it doesn't look like it. It's. You know. But so
1: this is a nice little tip that after you've slopped it on the face, mm.
0: they just use the rest on the hands. Always
1: hands as far finding like, even like the tops of my shoulders. Mm.
0: Sort of. We're all glossed up on the <laughs> Anna.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's really good. Cool. And then, you know all those parts you that like the high the high parts of your shoulder bones, like they're so visual now in all the things we wear mm. and. You know, and when they've got that bit of shiny and hydrated. highlight to them, the light just captures, and then you've got these beautiful shoulders mm-hmm. dancing around in the sun or <laughs> <All> the moonlight.
0: <laughs> I'm have to email Lou for one last bottle before we finish up, yeah, yeah, like a should. beggar, because I had um, a couple of mornings ago. I was like, you know, when you've got at the bottom and you've taken the dropper out, I was like smashing it against my hand trying to get that last. Been there, beggar. girl. <laughs> um, <clears throat> moving on to home. I, I told you this was like going to be a colourful episode about lots of different things. You, you do, you homie. I'm going, I feel like, full women's lifestyle content on <laughs> which is not my, my usual thing. Um, I have seen snippets of this place mm-hmm. on the Instagrams and it's looked amazing. But when I'm in here, it's like next level. And you're like, oh, don't. I'm like, it is so cool. Talk to us about this whole journey. So you bought it. It obviously didn't look like this.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, we didn't fully renovate or anything. I'd say what we've done is majority, like, cosmetic um, because it is our first place and, you know, we'll probably will outgrow it at some point. How many rooms? A couple of bedrooms. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But um, Michael's rule is, like, we can spend some stuff on things that can go with. Yeah. Um, So, you know, great curtains, great furniture. Yeah, you know, we obviously did a bit of paint and stuff like that, but the main things were stuff like that, great rugs and Who sourced all of this, you? Um Tamsin Johnson and her team. She's a great in, a girlfriend oh, and an interior great interior designer. Um I think that was probably like one of the loudest projects she's ever done because I'm always like Was that the brief? No, uh, well I we kind of, you know, it was a bit of a I'm like, "Oh, I want What about some really bright curtains or like, you know, and So it was kind of a bit of a joint thing. And i go, yeah, that green. Like she'd give some suggestions and whatever. Um, And the rainbow seats, you know. So cool. I've got it for those of you that can't see, which (laughs) you can't, um, my dining table, each chair has a different colour. So So what was the brief? What would you have said to describe how you wanted it to look? uh, I, I actually don't even remember what I said to her. There's a lot that goes in and out of his head, I swear to God. Um, just a, just a, I just wanted it to be a fun place that brought joy mm. to people that were here and to us, mm. you
0: know. So nice in our very beige world, you know what I mean? Like so many of the yeah. interiors you see now are literally just like ten yeah. shades I of really beige. think that's
1: changing though. Like people yeah, are really agree. putting person their personalities into things again. Yeah. Um, Where for a long time it was that really, even in fashion, yeah. you know, it was that really... It's really over now. I feel that too. Yeah, that, yeah. I mean, there's still the quiet luxury, but like that's coming through, yes, but there's still that loudness that's being roared, yes, in lots of different facets of life. Yeah, I was including reading home about this and, and fashion
0: as a design trend and a visual trend is chaos is the new refined.
1: Oh,
0: mm, Google it. <laughs> <laughs> um, you're on top of things. Well, I'm going to talk to you about why in a moment. <laughs> Um, so you've done the place, you bought the furniture, you move in, you're married. Yeah. Talk to us about what that felt like. You've made a home with someone, you're starting a life with someone. Like, I know it can feel like, yeah, like, of course, but like when you got in here, like, what did it feel like?
1: I don't know. Do you know what? It feels really, it felt really natural. Like, Mm. I don't know how to explain this to people because don't do anything if it doesn't feel right. And this has just my life, like the last couple of years with Michael and, you know, taking these big life steps and, you know, it's really smooth sailing. Easy. And easy. You know, I don't even think to myself like, oh, God, yeah, when we we did that, that was tough. Like, what do you mean? Mm. It was great. I mean, it was pretty funny though, like. We were living here when we had to have the whole place recarpeted, and we only had a mattress on the floor and like in the middle of the night Humbling. because there was days like in between before the carpet went down, there was like floorboards with nails everywhere. So we have to make sure we had shoes next to the bed if we went to go to the toilet in the middle of the night. Like, And we just laugh about it. Just <laughs> making know, memories. Having a pizza on the floor before everything goes in. And mm.
0: Is he similar to you in personality, like upbeat and like positive? Um, and...
1: I don't know. He's a little bit more.
0: What's his star sign?
1: We're both Aries. Oh, yeah, he's a lot like you. No, I don't think he. I don't. I think he's a lot calmer than I am. Oh, maybe his he's. He's a lot like more a gra- water. Yeah, he's a lot more grounded and like quite relaxed, but also very fun. Mm,
0: we need his big three. Yeah. Do you know yours? Your moon and your. No, I No, of course you don't.
1: Of course I'm not. Um, I only know what sports team I <laughs> I'm a rooster and. <laughs> I'm an Aries. And I am a wallaby. <laughs> <laughs> we forget that about you. Yeah. You know that like you're kind of a tomboy at heart. In oh, a way. fully. Yeah. I actually recently um I just been a bit more quieter in my life, like not doing as much and not going out as much. And
0: this was my literal next question for you is like land us in today and talk to us yeah. about like the shape of your days and your weeks and your weekends mm-hmm. and
1: Well, yeah, I just I I'm just enjoying being home a bit more and like not going out as much and not partying as much and stuff like that. Um, and I've so it's the weirdest thing. I've gotten so into my NRL. Have it's you? the strangest thing. Like, normally I would I've real I've always liked it like since I was a kid. Obviously, my dad coached the Roosters when I was born. Mm. Um, but I normally would like watch my team, you know, like all yeah. oh, the game's on or yeah. whatever, or like a state of origin, or whatever. Now the weekends come. I watch every single game. You must be the
0: dream wife scenario. I I
1: am because yeah, Tony's like week, the footy's on.
0: I'm like, Zero fucks giving over
1: here. <laughs> last weekend it was like there was or like the weekend before it was like NRL, there was a Brumbies which is oh the my rugby God. union. So you're like back to back. Then there was the Tim Zoo fight on the Sunday. Like I was watching that I was yelling at the TV, at the undercards, not even his fight. I just get so into all sport. And then we've had the Ashes the last couple of like obviously the last couple of days and then the one at Ed's back. Ed, Dream White material that. you are. He must be like this is incredible. But I cannot cook. Like I can't boil an egg. Um, I'm a bit of a fail on the cooking as well yeah one of my girlfriends actually said to the other said to me the other day oh you're the dream wife like you love to watch sport and you love sex. And I was like, yeah, but I can't cook. And then I said, I'll just ask Michael. So I leaned over and I said, would you rather me be able to cook or would you rather me watch this, all the sport with you? And he goes, you don't have to cook ever again. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> it's worse. And he's, he loves doing it and he's really good at it too. Mm. And okay.
0: that's the thing is we each, I think that's our little challenge in our household is neither of us like cooking or are good at cooking. So feeding ourselves has always been a bit of a <laughs> A challenge and now having Betty just having to really show up on the nutrition Mm. side. Are you
1: an Uber Eats kind of girl? Or like what do you where are you heading with that then?
0: Well, yeah, I've been like doing say a slow cook on a Sunday, but I really it's like quite labor intensive. I have to really like Mm. come on, cut the Mm. veggies and like get Mm. them in. So I'll do something big on a Sunday that will last to still say Wednesday. Yeah. Beautiful. And then I just kind of feel my way through. So I'm like, we Mm. might do like a little Uber Eats on a Thursday, Mm. and then might buy something on a Friday to cook that night. Still a bit all over the shop. Yeah. But with Betty, like even just making sure I've got like a proper dinner for her, it sounds so lame. But and everyone's like, Of course, like but
1: <laughs> some people aren't into it and that's fine. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. I gotta think
0: about I've got to give her veggies and like yeah
1: no, but like, you know, obviously you're doing the right thing. Mm. But some people are really into cooking. Some people are really yeah. into NRL. Yeah, like you. Yeah. <laughs> no, you know, like some people like to sew. Some people like music. Like mm. I don't know why there's so much pressure on everyone to be like. Be everything. That's just not my thing. Yeah. So, and we respect that in each other. Yeah. You know, people I do other things. I'm, I clean around. up when he's cooking. Yeah. Like I like to do that or yeah. I manage other things in the house. Yeah. Whatever. Okay. It's fine. Mm-hmm. It's a partnership. That's right. Um. The reason
0: I feel like I know a little bit about A Little Bit is I've been in the TikTok vortex. Uh, and mm. I wanted to get your read on. Well, you would notice that I'm not really. Well, I had a little look. I thought I'd better have a look I'm not before. really on it. But I just want to know, like, what do you think about it? How are you thinking about Like, this is your your job is creating content and, you know, being a person of influence, sorry to say. Um, so <laughs> I don't know. I'm you...
1: getting a bit old now. Like, I don't know <laughs> well, if I really am. My influence is dwindling. <laughs> well, I think that's the thing is,
0: like, the very real concept of us aging out of social media. Like, we're the first generation to do that.
1: But you know how I was saying, like, I just don't care about some of the things I cared before. Cared okay, yeah. about for like I really have no interest in impressing random people. Yeah. Or like you know, sometimes I look at things. We'll go to TikTok in a second. But like I'm like, stop telling me how to do things. Yeah. Other people and I'm like you know for me like if their jobs like I'm happy to show people an outfit I'm wearing and if they like it and they want to emulate it go for it. But I'm not like okay this is how you should style this, this and this yeah. is how how you should eat and this is how you should exercise and this is how I do my makeup. Like it's a bit full on now like. Mm. I just, I kind of get a bit frustrated. Um, but yeah, I, I think I just don't care. I don't want to tell people what to do. Yeah. And I just don't have that interest in like growing, like, mm. I, I, or being not like, not like I'm some big famous person or I was ever going to be, but, but I have like, no interest in profile, like having broadening that profile. Like, yeah. when I was younger, I definitely felt that. Like, I was interested in like, okay, okay, what's next? What, how, okay, how am I going to build? How am I going to, you know, I don't, you know what I mean. And now I'm just like, yeah, oh. like
0: grow your personal brand. Yeah, and yeah. And now I'm just like, oh,
1: you know, I'm much more happy mm. actually not being on the scene and actually not being written about in the social pages. Or it's actually much nicer,
0: <laughs> calmer. <on.
1: laughs> yeah. Um. So, I guess with that,
0: you just would have taken it all with a grain of salt. That just comes along with it, but yeah. it's got to impact you on some level. It definitely like,
1: hurts, like, yeah. and especially if they're writing sort of snipey things, but. Um, It is what it is and Mm. that's fine. It's all part of it. If you want to have that big personal brand and you're happy to do that, it's fine. Yeah. Um, I just noticed that real shift. I've got a different shift in me that's Mm. changed. But TikTok. So I guess it's sort of leading on from that, (sighs) like, the thought of having to do a whole other thing. Like, I... I'm looking for the next thing in my life, Yeah, you know, whether that's a brand of my own or whether that's taking a job at a great fashion house or an advertising agency or whatever that may be, I'm slowly, I'm still doing the jobs mm. but I'm slowly transitioning, I feel, personally. Yeah. Um, and so to add another thing to me, I look, I occasionally put something on it if I've already made it for Instagram and yeah. I just double it up. Um but I think it's great. Girls, want, whatever they want to do, they do. Mm. It's just not personally. I think it's generational I'm
0: as well in that yeah. when you're getting on social now, you're kind of starting on TikTok. Mm. And then you yeah. might, like everyone I know that's like, say, grown a big audience on TikTok, you look at their Instagram. Yeah. they like a couple of thousand followers. It's yeah. like it doesn't necessarily translate Translate, to the next. So it's kind of like that native platform that they're starting on and growing and building kind of TikTok-specific content and that doing really well, Um, but they're not really caring so much about, say, Instagram.
1: You know, a couple of, it was a while ago, I can't remember how, like a year ago, I don't know, um, a paper wrote this article and it was like, oh, top 500 influencers or something like that, and then they wrote a follow-up article three days later saying why your favourites like Natasha Oakley, Nadia Fairfax Fairfax, and Georgia Fowler have been left out and it basically went through us and then like, and I'm like, so hang on, you're using me for clickbait? Oh, my God. Clickbait on your thing for not, anyway, and basically what she wrote about me was that um, that I haven't picked up on the other platforms and blah, 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 and I'm like, cool, I don't really care. (laughs) No, but it was just funny, I'm like. So you're going on every platform? Are you? Are you across? You know, YouTube? Are you like? I'm like, who has the time to look at all people's things?
0: Yeah, it's a full time job, and you know this more than anyone. Like, I
1: don't even want to look at people's things, let alone make the things. No, you understand? Yeah. How can you possibly be across as a not a consumer, but as a voyeur or like someone looking? How can you be across YouTube, Mm. Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram? You have one half you go to exactly. You know, that's how I, that's what I think. I'm and finding, currently mine is news. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, what articles are being written today?
0: Good. They should be consuming something other than the Doom Scroll. And
1: I don't know if you know this, but apparently this could be a total rumour. Mm. Apparently in like, like, we. I don't know, we might have to cut this out. I don't know if this could be- <laughs> Okay, well create some pauses for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, know, you might not. It's probably fine. But China owns TikTok, right? Yeah. Apparently in everywhere in China they're putting up like the algorithm shows like really interesting medical physics, like things that you really uh, can learn. learn. And in everywhere else in the Western world they're showing like dumb dancing videos and dumb things. Wow. And I'm like it actually makes sense. And when you watch TikTok I'm like, oh, God, this is so stupid. I'm like, is it trying it's to make us more stupid?
0: world, like probably. <laughs> I don't
1: know these ads, obviously. I mean, I know it's
0: um, Chinese owned but operated out of Singapore, I think is their catch hold. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not allowed to With it. that whole like the thing about it being banned and that was that whole, there was a moment where everyone was like, well, it's got to be banned anyway." Oh, when so that happened, like, I was like, great, oh I won't have to do it. <laughs> um, but all signs point to that like not happening. I will share with you. It is the primary platform I'm going to now, which is <laughs> huge for me. Yeah, that's good. That's no, just just to you know when I'm feeling like a bit of a scroll. Yeah, I got really bored on Instagram. Yeah,
1: same stuff. So polished. But now like I, f- I started but a whole now podcast I follow about like it. like news program, yeah. like and like nature things or like yeah. weird history. Yeah. rank of things where it's like, oh. We really are
0: determining our own experience, aren't we? Yeah. And that's probably true for me and, like, who I follow. I did a big cull the other day to try and
1: kind of clean it up a little bit. But, like, I don't follow any, like, Kardashians or any, like, reality yeah. people or anything. So I think a lot of the stuff that's popping up for me is probably very different to what it is. Yeah. Because, you know, people have just followed these people and now that's what's coming up all over their that's what mine page. is.
0: It's kind of like when I got on Instagram how many years ago, it's kind of still that same feed, yeah. whereas I go on TikTok and now my algorithm is so tight on what I like that I'm learning, yeah, so much because mine's all as you would imagine, like just like strategy and marketing and branding, and So and just like creativity and spirituality, and so I'm going on there, and it's like so actually fulfilling to yeah. the point where you will never have gotten this if you don't ever go on there. But it's that um, there's basically like a after you've scrolled for it must be at least an hour. <laughs>
1: No, seriously,
0: it's bad. You get served this kind of like an, are you tired message? No. Yeah. Are your thumbs sore or something? Shut up. Yeah. And I've been served that a little bit actually, which is telling of how kind of like captivated by it I am. Like it's doing the thing, isn't it? Where it's like, once Mm. it gets me in, it's like these mini TV shows. Like, do you know
1: what I mean? See, I'll tell you what I really enjoy and you don't have this on TikTok. When I'm On stories on Instagram, a lot of the things I like to read are articles. Mm. So I see an article that I'm interested in, and I swipe or click the link, and then I read the article, and then I get off. I get off that one. I come back the next one. Bloomberg, blah blah blah, whatever it is like. And I mean, they're sometimes the most randomest thing. Yeah, (laughs) it's it's not all like chic news (laughs) (laughs) or sports, Um, but that's what I really indulge in. So technically, it's taking me to somewhere else. That's right.
0: Mm. Which you I'm should like try locked me in. getting in
1: that I'll send you a few new articles. <laughs> <Do I>? through.
0: <laughs> get me off my Instagram hole. But yeah, I just wanted to get your take on it as like a creator, I guess, and how you're thinking about it. And like kind of cool to learn about how you're visioning your future career as well. Cause I guess you probably never got into this thinking this is what I'm doing now. Absolutely. Like you not. have like PR marketing and branding background. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. This was an accident. Like completely, um, and it's been wonderful, and I'm so and lucky ten years you like, okay, yeah, and I've had a great life, um, had like it's a, yeah, oh, i coming I've had a great life, it's finished, um, no, but um, you know your interest tra- your interest change, yeah, and you know I think that that's happening for me. Mm. I'm not quite sure what, what the direction is yet, but. it'll it'll find its feet
0: yeah it'll find you I suppose that'll be it won't it Yeah, I feel like the same in the sense of when I started the podcast which I've spoken about a bit I just thought I would do it for a season then I'd just get a job like I thought someone would call me (laughs) and be like you're amazing you should do this (laughs) but that didn't happen (laughs) I don't know why (laughs) seriously I've been wondering that myself um, so whether it's kind of like, if I go really kind of full spiritual on it, just like no distractions, this is what you're meant to be doing. Like there's nothing in the way, just get on with it. So I try and believe that most days and other mm. days on my more collapsed days, I'm like, huh, maybe I wasn't all that.
1: <laughs> oh, I <laughs> think the that all the time, I sometimes I'm like, cause I mean, I've had so many different dreams over the years. Like mm. it's not like I've had like one thing I'm like, Oh, I want to be this. Like I've gone from wanting to be a sports journalist to being an actress to being like, oh, like you name it, yeah. I have thought I wanted about to be doing it. <laughs> it. And, oh, and you know, they just don't all, it just doesn't work like that. No. I just, you sort of go, I mean, I guess some people have that drive where they pick something and they stick to it. But for me, like I really prioritise being happy yeah. and I really prioritise life. I've always admired that about you. Um, So I think... I work hard at whatever I'm doing and make sure I'm doing it well, um, but I'm not going to forego yeah. experience, yeah, and lifestyle, yeah, for whatever that is, you know, yeah. So um, I guess I've worked my way around different things. Pardon? You know,
0: it sounds super healthy not to be attached to this. Like you can see that it's a separate. You know, you're not mm. ninety FFX Instagram, no that persona is not you.
1: That well it is but that well, just yeah. yeah and
0: probably true for you actually is what we get on Instagram is actually what you get in person. Yeah,
1: but I feel like I share less and less these days like which sucks. And you know why? It's because people have been like, you know, people just are so harsh or people write things or whatever and then you just slowly pull back.
0: Yeah, you just start to
1: Or the other thing is overshare All the people I think or also people are oversharing to get um Oh, my God, what's the word I'm looking for? Well, that traction. vulnerability. No, trying to yeah. be vulnerable or sh- oversharing so they get traction. Yeah. So people aren't even admiring what they're saying sometimes. They're sharing going, oh, fuck, did you see this? Yeah. Like, gross. And yeah. they think that people are frothing on it and yeah. they're not necessarily. Like, I look at things, I'm like, I don't need, no one needs to know that. Mm. I get what you're trying to do. Mm. I get that you're trying to make it like, I don't know, I think it's a generational thing. Yeah. Like, I don't, I'm a lady, I don't want to share certain things, like,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Some things are private. Yeah. Instagram is a photo album for the good things. Yeah. That's always been your take. I remember you said that last time. Like I I share, I'm very open book with my family, with my friends. Yeah. With podcasts. (laughs) Evidently. (laughs) In real life. (laughs) Um, No, but um, I'm, you know, it's not like I'm not sharing things. Mm. Like even like politics and stuff, whatever my views are, like I will gladly sit around a table and have a debate with you or whatever. But I just think yelling at someone on Instagram, what your opinion is, is not a really nice way to go about it. The
0: whole, um, the rise of cancel culture. Yeah. It's silenced so many people, but also like aside from, say us in all of our wonderful privilege, it's also silenced some really important voices who also don't feel safe to speak up because... They might not agree with the masses
1: so overall I think it's made everyone more mm. timid but hang on do you tell me tell me if you agree with this or not mm. I sometimes think that you should come to your own opinion mm-hmm. not be told by someone that you admire how you should feel so I think there are heaps of girls that follow young girls or whatever over the years that have followed me and whatever and they listen to what I say. I think they should do their own research and come up with their own opinions on things, mm-hmm. Not, and I'm not necessarily me, but in general, like people pushing their agenda, agenda. on social media on people who probably are more susceptible
0: yeah. to and taking their opinion
1: impressionable because they think that you're the bee's knees yeah. rather than them coming to their own thoughts and, thoughts. and doing their own research. And getting across
0: the fact, I hundred percent agree with this, and I also think it's generational in that mm. we didn't have access, like close proximity to different people we admire, and
1: mm.
0: you were lucky to be in a room with someone and like learn. You know when they used to do all those panels, and I like, "Well, what do you think?
1: Of that? <laughs> What's your top <laughs> ten? <laughs>
0: you know what I mean. Yeah. But now, as a generation, younger people, basically, they get the phone at 13, 15, and then straight away they've got access to all of this information. And so has that stopped that ability to kind of, yeah, form their own opinions through just being in the world and but having experience. Parents, don't you
1: remember they used to say like, I well, I don't know maybe everyone's parents are different, but I remember say being young, going, Well, who do you vote for? You know, when the elections or whatever whatever yeah. it was. And Or even sports, whatever. Um, and it was like, well, you have to come to, no, we're not going to tell you because you have to make your own decisions. When yeah. you come of age, Yeah, you'll decide what you want to do. You can't just be influenced by us. So maybe I've taken that with me mm. in, in and projecting like it t- on my... But isn't <laughs> this interesting because that
0: being your stance but you being labelled an influencer... Like it's so cooked. Make your own decisions. Like I'm an influencer but.
1: I don't want to influence you on (laughs) anything. I don't want to influence Uh, you on anything. I want to show you. You want to inspire people. I want to show you what products I'm using or I can show you what I'm wearing. Yeah. But you make your own choice. Yeah. I'm not here to force anything down your throat.
0: And I think for many creators and then we can move off it, it's like you didn't get, I think say my Mine's different because I got into this to have an opinion and share it, right? Mm. I have a microphone. Yeah, everyone's different. Right. But, like, you didn't get into this to have a public opinion on XYZ. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? But that expectation that because you have a platform you should have – formulated a well-articulated opinion on every single every thing. Every
1: single topic. Not like everything. You
0: wouldn't be living. You'd just be sitting here reading up all the time making sure like, okay, what are the top ten issues <laughs> of the world today? What is my take on them? Yeah. You know, so that's just yeah. – anyway.
1: There we go. So that was that.
0: A bit spicy. How are we feeling? It's been my experience that hearing really candid conversations like this can cause, you know, some energy to stir in the body. The mind starts to think and relate and, of course, very normal and very human to project. And I just wanted to offer us a purposeful pause here and just to hold that necessary space for everyone's opinions and the lived experience that created those opinions, our relationship to social media is very tightly tethered to our privilege. And there's people all over the world who benefit greatly from the democratization of knowledge and advice that came with social media. It can and does change the course of people's lives. On the other hand, and again for those in positions of privilege and therefore power, it can feel like something that we could live without, and sometimes even something that we wish didn't exist. We get to think this way because our basic needs are met. We are, for the most part, safe. So I just wanted to offer us that at this point. Nadia and I then got to talking about our kids and social media and our stance on showing their faces. Another topic that I think is just rising gently, but very surely, I think, to the surface of our collective consciousness. I will say with Betty... Um, we haven't shown her face on social media. Mm. And that was partly me in the beginning. I hadn't announced my pregnancy because it was all a bit like, is this happening or not? And then it had gone that long where I was like, oh, well, maybe we'll just kind of keep it chill. But then he was like, I never want you to show her face. So that's actually more his (laughs) decision, which I agree with. But I probably would have been a bit looser had he not been so firm.
1: We've had a conversation about it before, Michael and I, and um, he doesn't like, I mean, look, the occasional, it's a birth, a Christmas photo, or like one yeah. family photo, or like something fine. But in regard to like doing jobs with them, it's going to be, it's going to have to be a lot of cash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's not a right, it can't be a run of the mill job. That's right. Um, no, I don't, yeah, he's not that keen on it either. Yeah. Yeah. And that's just, again, I reckon a generational
0: realising where we, no, we didn't know.
1: Like you just yeah. and there's nothing, Instagram. People can make their own decisions. I'm not judging anyone on what they do. I think 100%. I love watching different things with my friends' kids. Like I Me think it's too. Beautiful. If that
0: went away, I'd be so sad yeah. if I couldn't see everyone else's kids.
1: Yeah. So even it's just, it's a personal thing. I think everyone has to make their own decisions. Yeah. Not be influenced by listening to people on podcasts and what they do.
0: (laughs) Don't be influenced by influencers. This is the main lesson.
1: (laughs) You can get ideas from them, but then you make your own decisions. <laughs> um, I'm a shocking influencer, seriously. <laughs> I don't even know why fucking people follow me. I'm actually a loser who watches NRL and, and Marvel movies. Like, oh, my God, do you know what? I've been watching lately. Oh, what? So I've always loved Star Wars, but there's The Mandalorian. You it's are a, literally like such a random egg. I'm just not normal, but I'm The Mandalorian. Like, it's the, so good, but it's a full Star Wars thing. Wow. And my husband's like, oh, god, like, get it off. <laughs> i am um, oh. actually going to tell you a funny story. So, it's about TV. This is why I popped into my head. Then I've been watching Vikings. Have you oh, ever watched I've it? I've heard it's incredible. It's fantastic. Yeah, my I'm Norwegian. Uh, okay, well this. So you'll I love feel like this. I'm going to feel very at home in that if show. You Must watch it. It's great. Anyway, I started watching it and I was like, I love these people. Like, I just feel something about it. I love to like grapple and like tackle and like have little play fights with <laughs> so Michael. Like, I really like, I'm like young, like it's a brother thing, but even though it's not, but, like I've always been in, like, I just really enjoy that physical stuff. Mm. Anyway, um, so, now anyway, I'm like, I'm a Viking. I must be a Viking. I'm descendant of a Viking. Anyway, he's like, okay, sure. Anyway, and I'm like, so trying to go back with my parents, like they couldn't get me that go far Go tell back. me you did
0: the family tree.
1: I did that <laughs> at the Ancestry.com, the Stop. DNA swab. So you spit in the tube and then you send I've it off. I've
0: always wanted to do this.
1: Anyway, so I was like, oh, please, you better come back and tell me I'm a Viking. You better come <laughs> back and tell me. It can't even tell you if you're a Viking. It <laughs> just tell you if you're from the Norse, like Norse area. Anyway, I was predominantly like... Um, like England, Welsh, Scottish, like that kind of vibe. Mm. And then I did have a little bit in me.
0: Oh, so it's there. Yeah.
1: Oh, I, 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 I
0: like, could be full. You could. Liking vibes.
1: I know. And then and then I, I can't remember. I also had a little bit of like, I've, heard, I've got to find it. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, but I really. Injo- I've
0: always wanted you to do it. You should do, do it. It
1: takes a while. Like it took like eight weeks to get the, once I sent the spit off. <laughs> You literally spit into like a plastic. I had to test do tube. that, but
0: for I think it was something else. I had to do that for. Anyway, sorry. Well, this is quite boring now. I so think I had to spit in something for egg testing or something.
1: Yeah, okay. she's got the phone out. So I've got, got. So it was yeah. My main ones were like English and like Scottish way Welsh, which in my um, dad's parents were Welsh, and then I've got some um, Baltics, and then I've got Norway.
0: It's in there. Yeah, so I you was know. like, that,
1: that's me. I was like, yeah, Norway, Norway. Norway, you're <laughs> like, I knew it. And there's actually like Iceland as well, but that was obviously a smaller percentage.
0: So my dad's Norwegian. Yeah. So I you're can, a Viking. I'm a Viking. <laughs> that's why I always wanted to watch the show. I'm going to go and watch, watch it. that tonight. It's fantastic. And I feel like Tony would vibe it too. I'm
1: really into shows that have his, his historical people in them too. So then I research the people. So with Vikings, the characters are a bit mixed, like – a they're not always the you, same timeline, but they're true characters and real characters. So then I start googling and I learn about the history and you know when the Vikings went mm-hmm. invaded France and when they went here and and I get into the, Nadia, history. the so future. you the future historian.
0: I feel this for you.
1: No, no, I'm not that great. <laughs> I don't retain any of the information <laughs> just, just for the night. Like, interesting. I'm like oh wow, <laughs> good night.
0: <laughs> um, I have a final question. Sorry, keep going. That I asked you last time, but it was different. It's changed a little bit. So four years ago, I asked you when you're sitting in your true self, who are you? The podcast has evolved to now really be thinking about true self and I guess the intersection of our work and our creativity and how we define success. So my final question now is when you're sitting in your true self and your truth in your essence, how do you define success? What is success to you?
1: um success has not much to do with actual six suc- what people define as success for me I think success is f- being happy mm. like that's it and however that is for you if you are happy really like work at your job that's fine that could be your success that's fine um but just finding a inner peace and happiness
0: mm. no I matter guess. what you got
1: no matter yeah I think also like, being content with your life is really huge. Um and you know, people just want more and more and more. And this keeping up with people on Instagram or keeping up with a family that keeping up with the Joneses or like, you know, mm. I think it's just a bit much. And I think, you know, I've got a lot of some of my great good girlfriends have gone through a lot of different stuff, you know, from Parents dying in the belly bombings, to so losing mums to cancer, and then you know a year later losing a sister to bowel cancer. like mm. just stuff. And I just watch them, and they're just so content with their beautiful lives, mm. and they appreciate the small stuff. And I think I've learnt so much from them, yeah, especially over the last few years, more than I ever had before. Mm. Um, so just taking things and take like that into account, I think that perspective. Anything before we finish? Uh- <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You know, you always, you always say these things. Hey, I think last time you said what's um, your advice? You said give some advice. Yeah. You give me some advice this time. Oh, on the spot.
0: <laughs> <clears throat> some advice for you. I guess in the full context of your life experience at the moment, what you're experiencing at the moment, is that um, no matter what, even when it doesn't feel like it, it is happening for you, not to you. Mm, thank you. <laughs> Take it. <laughs>
1: well, thank you, Alison. Thank you for joining me once again. Of course. Thank and you. And in, you I must admit, you look beautiful today. What do you think? You, you just you always do. You always radiate such a nice presence and oh, so darling. thanks for coming to my home today. I appreciate and Having that a chat with you. So I appreciate I that. I would be sitting here alone otherwise. <laughs> Oh, my laptop doing emails. So you made my afternoon, darling.
0: Well, thank you for saying yes again. And I reckon
1: in four years, That's we'll wow. have a renewal. A reunion. Yeah. No, it's a vow renewal. Bye. Oh, the vow renewal. <laughs> yeah. Who said every 10 years, four years? <laughs> thank you.
0: Thank you for joining us for this episode of Offline. If something I said today landed deeply in your body and felt true, I want to encourage you to move into intentional action. Visit getoffline.co and consider signing up to my mailing list. You'll receive conscious career love notes from me, invitations to learn with me and much more. One last thing. If you know someone who would benefit from listening to offline, please share it with them.